Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. we like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello. This is Under the Floodlights with me, Bailey Hutchison and Chris Ringland, and we are back for season two. The Euros are in the rearview mirror, pre-season is over, and we no longer have to watch Germans punch horses at the Olympics. <laughs> Tottenham have found a manager. Chelsea have found a striker, Guardiola has found another wide playmaker, and Steve Bruce has found his keycard still somehow works for the training facility. So let's just get into it. Chris, how are you? Ah, oh, we're back. We're back. Football's back. Premier League's back. And uh, I guess COVID's been pushed back. Uh, it's, uh, it's, so we're, 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 we're all, yeah, well, well, well. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll say that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you watch, like, any game this weekend and see the Phil Stadium, it's oh. gone. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's great. Uh, get everyone back, yeah. Um, get your second vaccine, but come back, yeah. <laughs> well, just before we started, I just wanted to see what, what's been going on in the world. I, I myself today uh, find myself in Port Rush, so I actually missed uh, the Newcastle-West Ham game. Have caught up on it, but must say, Chris, I don't know if you've been to Port Rush recently. Most overrated place on the planet. <laughs> well, I, I've got a couple of things about Port Rush. I mean, so obviously I haven't really been to it much since COVID, but it was obviously done up for the golf um, a little bit. Uh, and also Barry's is now going to be converted into apartments as far as we understand. But I I, I, I do like Port Rush, but I, I understand why you might have that perspective. No, I, I found myself up there today, and to me, in all honesty, Port Rush is nothing but like a single lane of traffic, bumper to bumper, <laughs> and a caravan park. Right, it is, it is one of those tragic places on earth. But anyway, there was there was games of football this weekend. Uh, this weekend was <laughs> it was the uh, second highest week one uh, for goals scored. Oh, right. in Premier League okay. history. Also, no draws. Yep, and only really so, and only uh, three away wins, which is interesting. We'll get on that a bit later with mm. uh, fans back. Uh, but we mentioned there quickly, uh, Chris. Just a few quick thoughts on the Euros. Oh, um, look, I was England are nice, nice lads. England are nice <laughs> lads, right? Right, they are. But I. I, I was I was quite content that they didn't win the Euros because, I mean, we we literally wouldn't have heard the end of it. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing I think, especially for us two people from North Ireland. I find mm. I find Euros tricky, especially North Ireland make it once every every forty years, and we only make it in whenever every team in the world makes it in. Uh, Indeed. So we find ourselves in a position where it's like, who do you support? And I find myself mm. for a while supporting Scotland, especially because Billy Gilmore's yeah. there. I was like, those are, those are my guys. And then as soon as Billy got COVID, I was like, I'm done. Mm. Uh, and then I, I, I wanted 
do my best to support England. Like I really did. I, I really tried. Like there's a bunch of lads in that team that I really wanted to like. And just every step of the way, English people made me hate them. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. The actual I think what, people uh, were nice. I just it was the surrounded of it. Yeah, I, I think what exemplified uh, the Euros for me kind of in a moment was um, the listeners may or not be aware that I'm based in Edinburgh in Scotland. And uh, so, you know, I, I had a slight kind of, oh, let's hope Scotland do well. But um, after the final, um, I was in my flat um, uh, from about 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. approximately, um, where we had... Uh, chance of footballs coming to Rome <laughs> and uh, all sorts of songs and things that were sung for hours on end after England lost the final. <laughs> so um, that was my Euros really for me. Yeah, it's, it's good to know there's a, there's a nice Italian contingent up in Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they, they've crawled out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> and then just after the Euros finished and of course Pedri uh, played in the Euros and kept continuing to play into the Olympics and continuing to play into this evening slash this afternoon. God love that fella. Uh, but football kind of calmed down for a bit there. Uh, uh, we were able to get in the transfer window and sort of the biggest window in history or the best window for a single club ever has happened with PSG. PSG have just taken this summer and seen anyone out of contract, put the pen to paper, got the lawyers involved and signed Ramos, who has a million Champions Leagues, Gina Wijnaldum, uh, league title winner with Liverpool, Champions League winner, uh, Donnarumma, uh, player of the tournament somehow for Italy, fantastic <laughs> saves in the final, uh, Hakimi, uh, highly rated wingback uh, from Inter, and of course he was the only one that actually signed for a fee of around £50 million. Indeed. And then they go on. Like that, those four, I think, would be fine for anyone else. We'd all be going, "What, what a window! Fantastic that club!" Mm. Like mm. they're they're going to walk the Champions League, and then they just go out and sign Messi. Like, <laughs> what are your thoughts? There? Yeah, yeah, and I just I think I'm really happy for him because I think he deserves the opportunity. But it's just the, the way Maurizio Pochettino went from unemployed during COVID to this. <laughs> Is uh, is quite a change in fortune. Well, I think yeah. You say you say that alone that he was unemployed. Uh, I think if we go back to just before the summer, uh, whenever Spurs were trying to sign every manager under the sun, uh, <laughs> he was favourite to get the Spurs job again. Yeah, and now he's ended up with uh, a front three of Neymar and Mbappe and Messi. I think. <laughs> I, I it, it, it wasn't even that like it wasn't even that they tried to get him you know before he joined PSG this was like a couple of months ago this was in like June oh, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were trying to get him <laughs> um, before this oh ab- absolutely and I do like there's part of me hates to say it. I, I don't like Paris Saint-Germain and it's not the, the whole financial bit and all the ethics I just I just still carry scars of certain Champions League games from years past, mm. but that's that's my own agendas. Uh, we'll set that aside. Uh, but also to talk about my own agendas, uh, just a, <laughs> some people may know that I got a bit of stick after an In the Mud segment last year by Barcelona, where uh, a certain person wrote me a novel to try and explain every single signing and how they were actually good. Well, I just want to tell you, mate, your club's dead and your goat <laughs> is now in Paris enjoying life. Enjoy Antoine Griezmann on eight hundred thousand euro a week. 
<laughs> yes, I did see. I haven't even registered Sergio Aguero. Like, I mean, they're they're an absolute they're an absolute basket case. Like, like I, I'm sure you heard the thing Bailey that was doing the round as well, and a few people said to me, you know, well, why doesn't Lionel Messi play for free? You know, oh. stay. What does what does Lionel Messi owe Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> like to play for free yeah I, uh, I, I love that Messi uh, to sign I don't know if everyone's read every single clause of it I certainly haven't but uh, <laughs> Lionel Messi I believe got a 25 million euro sign on bonus and I'm sorry sign on bonus just sign on it's 35 million a year in wages and a 25 million euro sign on bonus so any moron out there who's like oh I should have taken a pay cut wise up <laughs> 25 million reasons why you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. But, but anyway, uh, Barcelona are dead, and let's move on to proper football. Uh, first game yeah. of the season back, uh, Chris, I know you were actually delighted about this. You're a big Brentford guy, a big Thomas Frank oh, guy. Well, uh, yeah. Ars- Arsenal, Brent- or Brentford, Arsenal, sorry, on uh, Friday night, first game of the season. And to be honest, we all saw this coming, I think. <laughs> I, I, no, like, it, it, yeah. I don't think anyone was surprised by this result, especially lunchtime. It came out lunchtime on uh, Friday that uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang were both going to miss the game. Mm. Uh, that led Arsenal to uh, playing uh, Flo Balogun up top. Now, he's not someone I, I watched a bit of him in pre season. Uh, didn't see a great deal of the guy. Uh, I know a bit about Eddie and Kedia. I thought he might have started. I believe he was injured. There's a lot of that. Uh, potentially play a false nine. Arsenal just worked very good on Friday night, Chris. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, I, I literally wasn't surprised whatsoever. Um, and you know, Brentford are now everybody's second team. I think after that, um, that was a perfect way to start the new Premier League season. That stadium, I mean, like, I think that's as close to a perfect stadium as you're going to get. You know, yeah. like perfectly, like just small enough, just close enough to the players, just modern enough to be perfect for a Premier League stadium. Yeah, I, I, I thought about bringing this up to you uh, about Brentford because you, you were you're, you're big on them. Uh, mm. there's, there's a few things I noticed about Brentford. I think there's a, they've, they've a nice wee stadium. Uh, mm. they're, they're a team with a, a manager who's a few different ideas, with, uh, three at the back, uh, and they do things quite differently with signings. Mm. Uh, their name also begins with BR. Uh, they actually kind of remind me a bit of Brighton. So it was actually, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was the stadium that caught me. I sat on Friday night and watched the game being like, that's a nice wee stadium and went, hang on a second. There's quite a few similarities here between a club Chris despises and a, a club that's no. not your second team. No, no. I admittedly, that, that is not completely inaccurate. Um, and <laughs> I've got especially, it. Especially in the sense that, um, like, like, I will accept that Brighton are ridiculous in the transfer market. Uh, people don't actually realize how good they are in the transfer market compared to other um, European teams. But um, <laughs> but I think Brentford are just different because they did it first. You know, uh, let's scrap the youth team. Let's have 10 up front for a corner. Uh, <laughs> let's get everybody in from like the German third division. And oh, wait, they can they can destroy uh, Arsenal's midfield in the first game of the Premier League. You know, like, they're, they're just different. And <laughs> the fact that um, some guy who, you know, nobody's ever heard of who doesn't follow the championship or whatever, um, gets, like, first thing he does, he comes on, gets a towel, wipes down the ball, 
chucks it in just like Rory Delap did 13 <laughs> years ago and they score against 45 million Ben White. I mean, it's just great. It's yeah, just great. They're, what I thought about Brentford is I knew nothing about this football club uh, going into the season. I, well, I knew, two, I knew Thomas Frank uh, and I knew yes. about Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony is one but of But the, the rest of the players are just like, you know, you wouldn't have heard of them. They're just yeah. fellas. Like any of these lads could walk by me on the street and I wouldn't know. Mm. It's like a, Tony has a bit of presence about him. I probably would recognize yeah. him. The rest of them are just blokes and clearly have good stats, clearly have mm. bought in. Like the atmosphere of this football club, I've not seen one better. And I really do no. like a lot of football clubs come up from the championship. And I think it was Mourinho said it years ago, you don't want to play a club that's just come up on the first day because unfortunately yeah. they're used to winning. Mm. And Brentford haven't changed anything about their approach, which I really like. Swansea done it years ago. Yeah, Swansea yeah. came up and stuck with the possession. Oh, Swansea were great. Yeah. You know, and Swansea were great up until they decided to change that. <laughs> but Brentford have come up and stuck with it and stuck with the same kind of guys they already had. Yes, they've added here and there, but they've stuck with the same core group. And I think it's yeah. like, I'm all about it. I'm all yeah. about it. And it's as you say, unfortunately for Ben White, what what a stinker. <laughs> I, I I have to say I actually think your man Mari beside him was considerably worse but that's by the by I would have to say as well Bailey for a man 47 years young I would I would argue that Thomas Frank possibly has the best hair that has ever existed in human history I mean um, and I would be lying if I if I told you that I had not thought about going for something similar myself if that was possible can we please do that like can we just I, 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 think, I think I think I'm too curly for it, but but it is it's a phenomenal head of hair. And if you have not seen Thomas Frank, what all you need to do is watch how he goes round all the fans at the end of the game. Uh, the the guy is in his absolute element. Um, I, like, but the problem is for him as well is that like that is the peak of his life right there is going round the stadium at the end of that match. I won't get any better than that. Well, as you know, I'm big, like, uh, I love sort of this, what Frank was doing on Friday night. I'm a big, like, some things are bigger than sports. I'm a big yeah. some things guy. And yeah. Thomas Frank going around clapping the stadium and immediately, like, going over and making a beeline towards, like, a young girl. I think she had, like, a present or something for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. it was great. And then he walks around halfway again, sees another kid. He's over to him. He's giving him a hug. I actually think that the second kid, if any of the listeners know the story, I think he might, like, there must be something with him on the club. I've seen the seen a tweet Oh, yes, I, yes. With the club. Right. So if anyone knows that story, let me know, because, again, big some things guy. Um, whenever we talk about something, I, I like to talk about some things are bigger than sports. Uh, and then there's another phrase where people talk about don't mix politics and sports. Mm. Uh, I know you've seen this, Chris, where the uh, president of Rwanda has got involved. <laughs> I did, did see uh, this. Yeah. So uh, the president of Rwanda, I'd like to how this guy has <laughs> gone under the radar to this point. Um, the guy's actually just become a contributor, basically the Arsenal fan TV. Uh, <laughs> President Paul uh, Kagam, I'm, I'm going to butcher that, but <laughs> come at me, Rwanda. Uh, uh, Kagame, I assume. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll go with that, Kagame. On Friday night tweeted, what? It's football, it's a loss of Arsenal at slash to Brentford. Brentford deserved to win, and they did. The game itself aside, Arsenal and the fans don't deserve to kind of get used to this. Dot, dot, dot. No. 
I say this as one of the big fans of Arsenal. The change has taken too long to come. Uh, he then follows with, it's been a struggle of about a decade, brackets S. Uh, ups and downs, more downs until this point. Can't we have a plan that really works? One part to look at is how we deal in the market. Players we buy to execute the plan, the touch and go mentality to not bring this change. And then he finishes up with, we just must not accept mediocrity. A team has to be built with purpose to win, 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 so that when we lose, it was not to be expected. I'm sure we all know on whose shoulders the heaviest burden rests. I hope they know too, or even accept it. And uh, I wouldn't want to be in that dressing room. <laughs> like, you know, I've got a lot. I mean, you know, I feel like he should have enough on his plate to not be that <laughs> deep into Arsenal's performance against Brentford. But yeah, again, don't mix politics and sports. Mm. President of Rwanda, just get out. Focus on I, I, I did read that apparently, well, according to him, the, the tourism is because they sponsor Arsenal. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's got his country's name on a shirt sleeve. He deserves a bit yeah. of a say, but they're going on, yeah. going on a three-tweet rant first game <laughs> of the season. That's, that's relaxed. There's, <laughs> wait until like mid-December whenever Arteta Ball's still going. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, we'll move on uh, to what was the second game of the weekend and uh, Manchester United versus Leeds. And what a weekend, Chris, from Manchester United. Uh, they've got their yeah. fans back to fight with Leeds pre-game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raphael Moran has signed, and what a win! Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I have to admit, I, I didn't. I mean, I've seen like Premier League years and stuff, but I, I don't think I really acknowledge the level of animosity between Leeds and Manchester. United. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's lethal. Like the, um, the footage I saw. I love. I love a good fight video. I'm all about it, and just seeing yeah. furniture get chucked in Manchester City Centre. Like really I heard bins, bins and chairs and all sorts. Bins and chairs, and one of the videos I saw was uh, from like a. A POV uh, from a from a coffee shop from just people sat inside just watching it go on. Fantastic stuff. I'm all about it. Like Marcelo Bielsa um, signed his new contract, I think, like 48 hours ago. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure he's he's thrilled with how that has begun. I, I was trying to work it out, like when when it was on. You know why they conceded so many? But I, I, well, I, I don't know if it was really more that just United you know, were just like especially Pogba it was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out myself. I think there's still some lingering issue. We said about Leeds last season. Leeds, I oh, think, are, are a centre-back away from being a really good team. Mm. I also am wondering, are Leeds really sort of that reliant on Calvin Phillips? Well, well, I guess because he wasn't playing. Yeah, yeah. Same, same thing happened last last season whenever he didn't play. Leeds, mm. Leeds, are, Leeds are a worse team without him in there. In oh, the field, yeah. just run the show because again they they play with a four one four one, and if that one is a good, I believe as Robin Cock played it on Saturday. It's yeah, but uh, I'd struggled. Problems are there. Uh, another player who struggled. Uh, what, what was the right back's name for Leeds? Sorry, Chris. Uh, Ailing or Stroik? Stroik. Uh, yeah. Big trouble for him with Mason Greenwood. Uh, yeah. Absolutely roasted. What a goal by Mason Greenwood! Like, uh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I, I, I'm all about this guy. I'm I'm so I've I've bought in Mason Greenwood, Manchester United, not by a striker anytime soon. Not for the next, yeah. not a top tier striker for about ten years. Left foot, right foot, has it all. Pace, oh, what a player! No, I, no, he is phenomenal. I, I, I like. I mean, we'll get into it, but 
I think this is 100% Man United's best opportunity to challenge for the title since Ferguson left. Um, I think it's... it's co- and I will fully admit, I've always been sceptical of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, now, that's solely based on his previous managerial career, um, mm-hmm. which is completely legitimate. But uh, now, he is really... Like, I think he's really got something good going with how it's, you know, after quite a few transfer windows, like, this is a very, it's just all gelling very well. Yeah, I, I was so shocked to see after what was a complete rout of, like, a fantastic midfield performance from Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes. Like, Bruno Fernandes' game on Saturday was as good as you'll see. Like I oh, was, absolutely. I was a who scored 10. <laughs> and I haven't even checked that but it better be or else who scored will be next week's in the mud if it isn't because this guy ran the show deep runs like late deep runs uh, prompting Man United fans to start the Lampard Bruno Fernandes debate which we'll not get into because it's moronic uh, uh, but this guy honestly I, I didn't think he could replicate what he did last season I thought Man United are going to have less set pieces less penalties mm. this season we'll get on the refereeing in a bit the guy killed it. Like Leeds yeah. could not get near this fella on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yes, and uh, it was it was good. Uh, I'm sure. I, I wonder does Junior Firpo think it's better to be at Leeds after that or Barcelona? I mean, probably still Leeds, but um... well, yeah, because yeah, Leeds isn't a dead club right now, so he's <laughs> so he's he's definitely made the right decision. Indeed. So, yeah. uh, but but another, and we'll have to bring him up uh, because other pundits out there have chirped him today because they've agendas oh, right? or morons. Uh, Paul Pogba. Uh, what people are chirping him today? Yes. Uh, if if I were to give you, he one, got four assists. If I were to give you one guess as to which pundit chirped him today, <laughs> who, who do you think? Is- is Sunas still employed by Sky Sports? Yes, Sunas today said uh, he's a he's a one hundred million pound player. What do you expect? As what? though, <laughs> as though like any player above ninety million pounds is getting four assists every week. And you know, like, Graham, sit down and just appreciate what the guy's done. He was absolutely phenomenal. Um, oh, we'll, we'll get on to it in, uh, in the next game. But Pogba has. There's been a bit about him this summer where he does want out but to be fair to him and i'll praise the guy he's got on with it he's kept his mouth pretty much shut any talking's been done through the agent but he's turned up the training and he's had a he's had a wonderful performance on saturday unlike yeah. some people uh but i just wanted to get the one person uh one kind of thing on leads uh look ailing what a hit son Oh, uh, and it makes up for the fact that, I don't know if you remember from last season, Bailey, he had an absolute <laughs> thunderbolt, which was subsequently ruled out by VAR, but that was only after he had done the incredible celebration <laughs> of releasing the main and doing the air guitar. I'm, so I'm glad he got to rectify that. I'm absolutely delighted you brought that up. That's exactly what I have written down here. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought as I saw him celebrate. He didn't release the main this time, I think. <laughs> yeah, because he... Out of panic. Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah. in his head he's gone. Last time I did this, I looked a bit of a mug, but yeah. what 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 a goal! Absolutely yeah, fantastic! Absolutely Unfortunately, that brought up the one one, and then United to go on to absolutely smoke his team. So <laughs> probably not one he's going to look back on a great deal. But anyway, fantastic goal! Yeah, uh, another great goal this weekend uh, was in the City Spurs game. Uh, Son Son with a great counter tackle. I think it's one of the great counter tackles in the Premier League. Yeah, Man City just doing their usual all over Tottenham, com- like completely smoking them in terms of possession. 
but doing nothing with it. Spurs had three or four opportunities in the second half to properly kill off this game. Uh, Son absolutely mugs off Nathan Aki here. So he does just... Uh, Nathan, Nathan Aki, he, he's not having a good time at Man City, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's just interesting. This is one of Nathan Aki's few opportunities in the City team. Uh, because obviously, yeah. uh, coming back from the Euros, players come back late, Laporte's on the bench, apparently also unhappy. Uh, at the club, oh, right. which, which a few people are, uh, unsurprisingly, Bernardo Silva also wants out. I, I mm. do feel bad to a certain extent for Nathan Aki. Uh, he's playing on the same side of the pitch as Benjamin Mendy, who uh, I, I, don't yeah. know if, I don't know if you listened to the commentary today. Uh, Gary Neville did just turn around and say, uh, Benjamin Mendy cannot defend. Yeah, I, I I would not disagree with that that much. I th- I think he's one of the worst fullbacks in the league. At the I, I, I'm I not agree. He must kill Guardiola and every City fan because this guy, I think two seasons in a row for the first six games, both those seasons was immense. Mm. Fantasy yeah. points galore, clean sheets, <laughs> assists, was killing the Premier League, and then yeah. has just been exposed. The guy yeah. at times today was walking with the football. Yeah, in a Premier League game on a Sunday afternoon, one 0 down, walking with the football. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah. I, 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 I think Zinchenko is far better. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, I know he had really bad injuries, but, but I, I don't, I really don't understand why they continue to play him. I just don't understand why at this point. I understand Zinchenko has come in, done the job, and City are still winning things and getting the Champions League finals and everything. Not wanting them, but at this point, like, why? Like they'll spend two hundred million every summer on defenders and not buy a new mm. left back. It's beyond me. Yeah. Um. Although, like you know, I, I do have to say, <laughs> I I just love how you know ninth choice manager Nuno Espirito Santo has completely successfully reversed everything about Harry Kane. Um. Like, like Daniel Levy must be. So happy tonight, so happy that they beat City and Harry Kane had no part to play in it. Oh yeah, Daniel Levy can't believe his luck. Like, yeah, we all know he's been sat around the lunch table at the at the training ground over the summer, just like constantly going, "No, no, it'll be alright, it'll be alright. We're not letting them go. We're not letting them go. <laughs> Giving them all that." And I'd hate like there was a point there over the summer. Where I was like, I would hate to be no, no. Just yeah, everywhere he goes, the same questions brought up to him. Just what's happening with Harry where's he going yeah. who, who are you signing Tottenham yeah. are in a great possession with Kane Kane's the yeah. moron here Kane I, well, I, well I think well I think there's probably well yeah I think there's probably more going on than we are being led on to believe but yeah it, it, I don't think I think he has strategically played the wrong move so to speak oh absolutely whoever's been advising him here has got it massively wrong in terms of pre-Euros saying you want to leave going on a Gary Neville YouTube show to say I want I wasn't sure about that I wasn't sure about yeah, that have to say walking around a golf course saying I want out and then having the Euros and then not coming back to training because you're spending an extra week in Disneyland with the kids like <laughs> this guy signed himself up in I believe 2017 a six year deal this is yep. on him so this is absolutely on him he should have known signing that deal what was coming he signed himself up to be Spurs for life and this has completely killed his legacy at that football club. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. 
The only thing I can say in his defense is that, you know, at that time and then afterwards, you know, and getting to the Champions League final and, you know, that was a different, it was a different time. But yes, if you sign up for six years, you sign up for six years, even though footballers don't tend to fulfill their contracts. But yes, um, he did sign the contract, which is, is fair. It yeah. is. It's it's just on him. I would actually argue now. Human son has a bigger legacy at the football club than Kane does. <laughs> son, week in week out, doesn't matter who he's playing with, just gets on with it. Yeah, no, it it, um, it does, and yeah, and Bergvine as well could probably kick on this season as well. Exactly, Ber- Bergvine and in. Lucas Mura, another one who could be yeah. looking at this, being like, and if Nuno plays it right, like Nuno has this club playing in the Conference League. Get the feet up. <laughs> you know, send me on the yeah, 23s the over there to play, I don't know, Larn. I don't know who they're playing. <laughs> um, but it's one of those, it's like, let these guys take their chance without him. Tell Harry if he wants to wise up and turn up the training, he can. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Who cares? You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, yeah. Uh, I have to say as well, Oliver Skip was uh, deserves a bit of a shout out. Um, thought thought he played very well. A good performance from him. I believe he was Norwich last season. Yeah, he was. Yeah, didn't so, get him back. I, I, look, we'll get into Norwich throughout the season, but uh, but yeah, I, I was glad they didn't get him back. <laughs> but yeah, good good game from him and uh, Tanganga. Also fantastic. Do love Tanganga. Fantastic yeah. performance from him. Hoiberg, another one. Just Hoiberg was Hoiberg. Like, I love Hoiberg. I love Hoiberg. Just um, a, a lot of nasty. He's my tackles. kind of player. Yeah, yeah. a lot of nasty yeah. tackles. A bit of bit of showmanship at the end where he was tackled yeah. off the pitch and just found himself back on it through a few few creative roles which was all <laughs> right. uh, and that actually brings on that refereeing I don't know if you watched this game fantastic refereeing from Anthony Taylor uh, like well something's happened over the summer so something has changed and there's now thicker lines and all sorts has gone on um, I, I, I didn't actually realise this was all changing before the start of the season but um, it certainly made it better for the first weekend yeah I, I don't I don't understand the thicker lines that, I'll be honest that, <laughs> that to me I'm just like surely if the line like, it doesn't matter how thick or thin the lines are if you're a centimetre offside you're a centimetre offside it, yes I don't get that one but just in this game in particular just a lot was let go mm. which I think uh, was really annoying the uh, a city player in particular, uh, Jack Grealish, was fuming with the amount that was let go in this game. Oh, absolutely. Until, uh, I believe in the 80th minute, he decided to chop down uh, Lucas Moura and find himself in the book. <laughs> and it was... It's, yeah. It wasn't the ideal start for a £100 million player and when getting the ins and outs of his Jack Grealish a £100 million player or is he a £50 million player with an English tax? Yes. All that kind of stuff. and Yeah, yeah. Like he's another one of those. I I don't understand that saying from the perspective of City's biggest enemies are themselves. City are the best team every single season in the Premier League in terms of squad, and they this season decide to bring in another player that they already have about five of, and have decided to make the entire squad unhappy by bringing this guy in. They're just like it's a fact as well that last season they started so badly. And then ended up winning the league. Mm. I, I, I just, I, I think the league will be will be between Chelsea, City, and Man United with Liverpool and well Leicester. Liverpool pushing. I think Chelsea will win the league, but uh, I think that I, I don't know what will happen. But 
like regardless of results like this, City always seem to turn it around somewhere down the line. Yeah, no, that'll be the interesting thing now. I think City have lost a lot, uh, quite a few leaders, I think, in that dressing room. If you look at yeah. the players who have left over the past few years, your Silvas, your Aguero's company, obviously left many years ago. Mm. It'll be interesting to see, because I think really all that's left of that sort of leadership group is Fernandinho. Yeah, I, I've had Cal Walker tries to fill that a bit, you know. And oh, Cal Walker. Okay. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that, that is a problem. Imagine listening like flipping Cal Walker. Bring back, <laughs> bring back Fabian Delph. Like he, he used to be quite good for Chuck. Fabian Delph, like we learned, like I I've grew deeply in respect for Fabian Delph after that documentary. <laughs> but no, it was definitely definitely an interesting game. It'll be interesting to see what happens with City, I think. What you said there, I think. You've said the three I would have picked, but also I do think Liverpool will be in the mix. I think you can't look at that front three, especially with Jota back and not injured. Mm. And Van Dijk back, Gomez back. Uh, they've the new centre-back and got his name escapes uh, Kanate. me. Kanate. is uh, Trent's obviously firing after... Uh, a Euros missed. I think it'll be between those four. I think the only, I think City could potentially stop themselves. I think Chelsea have a mid-season trip to Japan, which will kill them at a certain point. Uh, oh, Liverpool yeah. are massively missing Andy Robertson at this point. Uh, Simicast isn't the guy. Um, yeah, we 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 had a bit of chirp about Simicast. Like, what you know? Actually, it was it was going to be it was actually going to be really good. Um, I mean, I think I think he was absolutely done by Pookie and Cantwell. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there was a point I think, I think about twenty five minutes in, he was just done by a bit of skill. I've been hearing propaganda yeah. all preseason from Liverpool fans, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, I do think Liverpool are Liverpool are going to have a fantastic season. But the two main sort of propaganda machines this preseason have been Simicast for just crossing the football. And Nabi Keita again. It's always Nabi Keita. It's always Nabi Keita. But, oh, the guy in preseason's on fire. It's like a Pereira at Man United. Every preseason <laughs> look unbelievable, and then they actually go to kick a competitive football and can't do it. Yeah. So, yes, it'll be interesting. I, I think those will be the top four. I can't see Spurs breaking it. It depends how seriously they take that nonsense conference league. Uh, I can't see. I can't see Leicester getting uh, top four, especially uh, because Brendan Rodgers this weekend. I, I don't know if you've seen Brendan's quote this weekend, Chris. No, I, did, I didn't. Uh, uh, Ryan Bertrand uh, has tested positive for COVID. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, and uh, the test got back to Brendan Rodgers and they asked them about it, if any of the other guys had the isolate or anything. And uh, Brendan came off with the quote of, he had a lateral flu, which showed up positive. Speaking to the medical people, it's not contagious. Uh, so yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. Brendan Rogers has solved COVID. He's just letting us all know. <laughs> letting us all know. We've wasted our time in the past sort of two years, and it's, it's, and, uh, it's not contagious, folks. Well, well, well that's out. good. That's good news. Yeah, just, just get out there. Don't be worrying. Test positive. Uh, don't be worrying. And uh, speaking of the Europa uh, Conference, Billy, like so, us and uh, us and Leicester. Um, oh, sorry, West Ham and Leicester. Um, that was a genuine Freudian slip. West Ham and Leicester um, are in the Europa League. Yeah. D- does the inclusion of, as a competition of the Europa Conference make the Europa League more credible to you? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Europa League, right. it's, it's fine. Like if if you win it, it's fantastic. 
anything oh, else. Oh, it's great. But losing the Europa League final is arguably worse than losing the Champions League final. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's more embarrassing anyway. Like yeah, hundred percent. That's it's a bigger slight on your club if you lose the Europa League final compared to losing yeah. the Champions League final. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the the Conference League currently has zero credibility in my mind. We we were close to a situation where Larn from over here were nearly playing Tottenham. So let's <laughs> let's not get too much into it. Uh, quick, but, yeah. qu- quickly wanted to touch on Chelsea Palace. Uh, oh know. yes. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. D- d- don't know if you watched a great deal of this. Uh, this was for me the first experience of a, a three o'clock kickoff this season, uh, which we ha- which we haven't had for. <laughs> I, 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 it's good to see that. Good to see it's back. Yeah, yeah it's it's good to see it's back. I, I, I'm interested to hear actually listener stories of uh, three o'clock kickoffs this season. I was watching this mm. game with French commentary, and uh, it was some uh, some show called Goal Rush, where because of the <laughs> other three o'clock kickoffs, I think there was four or five. Every time a goal went in another game, some guy rung a bell. And they then switched over, and I was just sitting there like, I just want to watch Chelsea. Like, I, I don't need to see Danny Ings score a penalty in the ninety seventh minute. Let me just watch Jorginho. Uh, but but anyway, Palace. I'll be honest, Palace weren't in this football game. Uh, Chelsea showed by their Champions of Europe. Uh, I did tweet that I would have sacked Patrick Ferry at halftime. Uh, <laughs> This guy has now had, I believe, two months of a pre-season being able to work with these guys, bringing a couple of players. This Palace team were no different to what Palace were last season. It is, it's like getting ready for a test and just turning up and not knowing anything. This this guy was exposed on Saturday afternoon. Um, I mean, I think the slickness of of Crystal Palace was um, very unevident. Um, I think. I don't really understand why they didn't start Anderson, the centre back, uh, who was looked really good for film last year. And D- didn't understand that either because he came on as well. Yeah. it's like this guy's surely fit enough to play this game of football. Yeah, I, I, like we, we we just want Patrick to avoid the Frank De Boer four games and then the sack. Oh no, I can um, absolutely see that hundred percent. I can see him going after four games. I think he might not make it to the international break. <laughs> I, but like. But I, I I couldn't understand when Frank De Boer was sacked how it was that bad that it deserved that. But but the problem is you can't bring in Roy Hodgson now, so I, I don't know what they would do otherwise. They're even going to, they either have to commit to um, like playing attacking football or not. And I don't know whether the release of their um, Amazon documentary was anything to do with how they're trying to change things. But oh. um, <laughs> like, when Eagles there, uh, but yeah, like who who's watching that? I would quite like, like I would quite like to watch it just because I am interested in the stories and stuff. But I mean, it, I mean, it's not in my top ten watch list, you know. Oh well, just while we're on the topic, sorry, if Amazon Prime documentaries. I've seen this week. I actually was looking in the When Eagles there, and I was trying yeah. to see who was the new all or nothing team, which is Arsenal, which is fantastic. I didn't realize if you're on Amazon Prime, there are two West Ham documentaries. <laughs> I I haven't seen them, but yes, there are. Like how again? Palace have one. How West Ham managed two? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't get the vibe that they're the same uh, production quality as, uh, <laughs> as as All or Nothing or whatever. But uh, yes, there are literally two documentaries oh, on them. But both, yeah, that, that that was that was very interesting to me. Uh, another thing, just from this game, we'll we'll wrap up because again, what it was an interesting game of football. 
Yeah. Uh, Chelsea absolutely smoked them. Marcus Alonso scored. Christian Pulisic scored again against Palace because that's what he does now. And then yeah. the third goal. I'm absolutely delighted for this guy. Uh, big Trev Chalupa. I cannot believe. I, you you do not deserve that to have worked out, I would argue. Well, yeah, because you're, you're against the whole academy and what Chelsea, Chelsea do. I cannot believe the quality of footballer this academy is pushing, like getting through each season. So this is a football, and he's actually, he's Mason Mount's year group, so he won, I believe, the, the FA Youth Cup with Mason Mount. Mason Mount was captain. There's a great video of Chalupa celebrating after the game uh, where he completely blanks Antonio Conte. Uh, so he can have a dance in the changing room and then turns around and realises, oh dear, I've made a big mistake. I'm going to spend the next six years out on loan. Uh, but yeah, Ch- but Chelsea. I think whenever you look at it, in uh, last season sold for Kyle Tomori, I was pretty annoyed because again, I thought good footballer, academy guy. This summer sold Mark Gurhey, who played for Palace. Mm. Again, was like this guy's a top footballer, academy guy. Why are we selling him? And then we just turn up. We turn up the Belfast at Windsor Park on Wednesday night. Get big Trev again. He looks okay. He looks fine. And then Saturday afternoon. Acres of room, a full Stamford Bridge back, all shouting, shoot. And the guy scores what is one of the most unbelievable goals I've ever seen. Like for, for a right centre back who spent six years out playing for FC Lorient or something, <laughs> I couldn't believe this went. You, you, like, you, you, it's, it's so frustrating as a, as a non uh, loan hoarding production line team uh, that that has worked out in your favour. That you have done virtually nothing to develop his career. Ipswich, Huddersfield, and Lorient did. Yeah. Um, and yet you're benefiting from it. Oh, absolutely. I'm absolutely delighted. And again, uh, I think people all know about his brother, Nathaniel, who. Yeah, went, he's, kind of, he's kind of fallen off a wee bit, unfortunately. Yeah, he, um, he went through like the similar thing of just years yeah. on loan. I think he had a couple of games under Conte. He got an England just, cap. Yeah, and then just fired out, you know, and this guy's seen that happen to his own brother, seen it happen to two of his mates in Tamori and Gurhey, and like, one of the great moments of the weekend, to be honest, it really was, it's, and I know people aren't Chelsea fans, and I'm the biggest, like, La Cobham guy, as I try to call it, because <laughs> it is, it's just a, it's just a production line of great footballers, I think every, every fixture this weekend, bar two, had a Chelsea Academy graduate playing in it, which oh, is fantastic. Really? But this guy, really? I think, when, whenever he scored, he immediately just he didn't know what to do, just straight in the knees, crying, and then he did. And then someone uh, found a tweet from about 2016 where he's like, "Mom, I promise to you, I'm gonna make it," and stuff like that is why, like that is why we love football. Yeah, that's yeah. why, like that's why I just love seeing these Chelsea Academy guys come through. I'm delighted to see another Chelsea sort of academy lad back next week with Big Rom, who, I don't know if you know, Chris, still counts as a homegrown player. Well, I, I sort of get that because Pogba's a homegrown player as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm absolutely delighted to uh, welcome back Rom uh, and can't wait to see him up against Ben White. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, so on the year team actually, because I, I missed this game, I've seen the highlights. Uh, West Ham, Newcastle, uh, Newcastle 2-1 up at half time. And yeah, ended up going on to lose four two in what has already started a uh, Bruce out on Twitter. Oh well, well naturally of course it has, but yeah, I, I, 
Look, it's just your club. We actually lost to Newcastle in the first game of last season, and uh, things were looking quite ropey at that stage, but that was the callous for turning it around. Look, we're a bit thin. We're a bit thin. Yep. Uh, I think they've had trouble in the transfer market. Uh, we've got Ariola and the Nets to bag up Fabianski, but we, I mean, we're a couple of injuries away from a bit of a crisis. Um, the good thing is that um, we've got some serious youth talent coming through who'll probably play in the Europa League. But um, yeah, I think that scoreline probably shows that, you know, without, because we didn't have a Bonner, um, a mm. couple of other guys. Um, yeah, it, it could get, the, the, I, I'm not expecting us to repeat the same as last year. I want us to win the Europa League. That, okay. that, that's I, like, we're getting, like the BT subscription has been bought out. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm all over it. You know, we're playing ba- Baku. So I, you know, I'm all over it. But uh, but you know of course um, we're still actually pretty good. So we beat Newcastle and that was great. Yeah. So just if, if anyone's listening, this wants to create plans uh, this year with Chris uh, thir- Thursday night off the cards. So oh, absolutely. He, he will be planted on the sofa in front of BT Sport with presented by Gary Lineker. Oh no! Well, he well, he, well apparently he's gone now. Oh yes, he is. Sorry, he's he's doing the Leicester games, isn't he? Oh yeah, w- w- yeah. I, I will not be listening to the punditry, but yes, I will be watching BT Sport. Yeah, so I, I do worry for you there. Actually, who's going to end up presenting that? But yeah, as you say, West Ham. I think I think West Ham as an eleven, very good. Still, still. Oh, similar, very good. Still yeah. similar lot to last season. Uh, keeping yeah. hold of Rice. well, well, it's the same actually. Yeah, <laughs> keeping hold of Rice, I think, is massive. Uh, yeah, West yeah, Ham just do need bodies. Like, yeah, we do. If, yeah, if Antonio thin. goes down. Last time we're in a bit of trouble. Yeah, we're thin. We're thin. Um, hopefully we'll bring in some bodies come the end of the window. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it look, looking good. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Who, see what happens. Say, say at this moment in time, if Antonio goes down injured, who, yeah. who plays up top? Uh, you, you move Bowen up front, okay. which isn't ideal. But Or Ben Rama, which yeah, isn't ideal. So uh, So yeah. Bodies are required. I mean, there's just a shortage of strikers, and then there's there's a even more shortage of strikers of people who are willing to be second fiddle. You know, so like apparently it's just you know Suchek and Kufal. They're just telling Moyes about all the Czech boys that need to get in. Well, so yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah, that that would be interesting just to see if it can like if luck can strike for a third time from the Czech league. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm all about it. I think if West Ham were able to sign a third Czech player, especially striker, because it's a tougher position. Yeah. And for it to pan out, I think we honestly would have to start looking at the Czech league to see if it's bigger than let's well, let's be honest, La Liga at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The way um, that league's going, but uh, it'd be great to see. I I do. I agree with you. I like to hear that in your head. It's like, let's just go out there and go on a European run. Oh, all about it. Absolutely all about it. I don't care who it is we're playing. Um, I'm all over it. So, Liz, um, when, by any chance, do you know when like the draw and everything's done for? Uh, no, I, I don't. I assume it's the end of August. And, uh, like, I, I, I don't know where we'll be seated. But um, Yeah, that'll be interesting maybe. because yeah. I, I assume West Ham don't have a, have a UEFA coefficient. Well, I, I think well, I, I think we're like higher than you would think. But yes, are are going out to the same Romanian team two years in a row in the qualifiers of the league and probably didn't do us any favors. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think we can assume you know that the Czech league is probably um, the best place to get talent from, especially since compared to La Liga, since Real Madrid 
you know, reportedly tried to um, like look into join trying to join the Premier League. Um, so I, I, I mean, you know, I, I think I think you know if, if anyone if any listeners come on and try to defend any La Liga club this season, we will um, uh, bat it away wholeheartedly because that league. And those clubs are an absolute disgrace to football. Also, I, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, well, it's a few. I'll talk about something else in a second. It's one of my favorite things in the world whenever someone like uh, backs a Spanish team, and you're just like, "Do you? Yeah. Like, why do you care? Like, especially whenever it's one of the big ones. It's like, oh, I'm a Barcelona fan. It's like, no, you aren't. Wise up. No. It hasn't been on Sky Sports for about a decade. <laughs> what are you even watching it on? Exactly. Like. Spanish football peaked that year of the Classico where Mourinho stuck a finger in someone's eye. <laughs> it, it, it hasn't got better than that since. I, also, I actually remember that too. <laughs> also, I wanted to bring this up because we're, we're in transfer season, uh, silly season, uh, as we all yeah. like, you know. There's been some daft rumours, you know, with uh, the Holland money going around, obviously Messi moving. People are now talking about Ronaldo going to PSG next summer. Already. Oh, of course, yeah. Because, of course, that's what the Qataris want to do. I don't know your yeah. thoughts on this, Chris, but see whenever West Ham go to sign a player and mm. fans, particularly on Twitter, are like, oh, no, let's not sign him. Uh, there's no resale value. Does that not crack you up? Like, it kills me inside. FIFA, FIFA video games have ruined football fans' brains, I believe. Yeah, well, I, I mean, like, I, I agree with you in principle, but I also don't think our owners um, think about football even on that depth to an extent. Um, because, as you say, I mean, from what I understand, we we disregarded Jose Font, who went on to win Euro 2016, <laughs> because the owner's son saw him on FIFA. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 yeah, like, I mean, we, we do not have a good record in the transfer market at West Ham, <laughs> and it's for reasons like this. But... Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of issues with the way that it's been monetized and marketized, and it's why I'm fascinated by clubs like Brentford and the way that they do recruitment yeah. so differently with analytics and stats and find these gems mm. out of nowhere. Um, because yeah, this kind of nonsense about resale value and stuff. What you know, what is your ambition? Well, that's you know? this is my thing. So I, I think, yeah, obviously Lukaku signed at Chelsea last week and. The whole debate comes through of like actual Chelsea fans, the classic Twitter nerds, and then the fans from far off lands who just don't even like clubs; they like players, which I don't understand. Oh, oh, yeah, we're not even getting into that. Uh, yeah, that's absolute nonsense. But there was yeah. this like bizarre argument that I found with people with Lukaku coming back. So I'm delighted. Obviously, this guy's a top five striker in world football. Yeah, has played at Chelsea before. There's a video from crying at Stamford Bridge because he wanted to be there, and it really is for me like a full circle kind of signing. But there's these nerds on Twitter who are like, "Oh, this guy's going to cost you ninety million pounds," and uh, he's going to be there for five years. At the end of five years, like his resale value is going to be zero. What is what is the point? I'm like, it's not your money. <laughs> All these nerds like trying to make sure Roman Abramovich still has money in its pocket. It's like, why do you care? We're champions of Europe. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't really think Paris Saint Germain think of resale value, judging by their transfer activity. Exactly. Um, Sign the best players as long as your club's not like losing money every summer. Chelsea have just won a Champions League. I'm sure like Roman's like even through COVID and the stock market going up and down. Imagine Roman's doing all right. And then, <laughs> freaks on twitter like oh but 
in uh, 2025, Lukaku's value is going to be seriously hampered and he's not going to be as quick. It's like, the guy's <laughs> up. Let's go out there and win a Premier League, not worry about 2026. You yeah. freaking dork. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm totally in total agreement. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, well, we'll finish up anyway with a bit of In the Mud, Chris. I was chatting to you oh, In the Mud's back. In the Mud is back. It's very, very much back. I also want to start, uh, I, I want to get that like some things are bigger than sports going. I want to get that at the end because I think we need a bit of positivity. So if anyone sees like any like good emotional stories, like yeah, get, get them. Yeah. any more Thomas Frank stuff, just send it to me. Oh, absolutely. All the Thomas Frank stuff. <laughs> but anyway, the first In the Mud of the season goes to Everton. Uh, and Aaron have also uh, they're never far away from it well, well they've, had, they've had a few over the summer but anyway uh, <laughs> the end of the month this weekend uh, goes goes down to the Everton like media team so I'm assuming it's them uh, Everton this weekend tried to do a, a lovely tribute uh, obviously of fans back uh, for all those fans who have lost their, their lives to COVID obviously we're just coming out of a pandemic sort of and Right. For for a lot of people, especially football, going to the ground, if you're a season ticket holder, you go see the same people, you're in the same row, you, that might be the only time you see certain people. So the club wanted to put together a video of uh, photos and everyone's names. And it is, it's for... Was it the names of everyone who died of COVID? Yeah, I think what you have to do is probably like send in a photo and, and the name, everyone. Like, don't oh, imagine. I can see where this is going. I can uh, see where this is going. Oh, no. So for one minute oh, no. and 49 seconds, this was this was lovely. Uh, you can still, I still think oh, it's no. up on the Everton Twitter. But unfortunately, <laughs> uh, one minute and 50 seconds in... Uh, they've been taken for a ride uh, oh, no. in the top right hand corner of uh, of the video. No. Uh, we can see a photo of Anne Frank. <laughs> Anne, Anne Frank, of course, died in 1945. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> so it is Anne. Yes, yeah, so Everton, you see, you, see, you see a lot of photos of like families and lost grandparents and stuff and yes just a just a classic photo of Anne Frank oh, <laughs> which has not dear. been checked out and it started this debate of who gets the blame like who's who's the scumbag right, here right right is, right, is the scumbag the Everton media team for putting this together and not noticing or is it whoever sent it in yeah I, I, I mean it, it does kind of show that um, you know that kind of role is maybe not done by the the oldest of of employees, <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah, I, I I kind of think this is one of those where it's probably been probably been given to a placement student, like yeah. together, and then their supervisor's gone. Is that is that video done yet for Saturday? They've gone. Yeah, yeah, no problem. They've had one look at it and just seen just seen a classic photo of someone. And, oh, that's someone's grand. Yeah, not yeah, like even, when they were younger. And yeah, two and yeah. two's not been put together and. Unfortunately, Everton have been absolutely roosted this weekend for doing this. It is no, completely yeah, put, no, the, put the yeah, shame the, their their tribute. Like it's completely wasted. Absolutely, the the, the placement student is by far my favorite character on the pod. <laughs> I think that's who we should get on as our first guest. <laughs> if you're a placement student at any Premier League football club, hit us oh, up. We want to know about your absolutely. life. Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we do. So yes, uh, Everton are the first ones in the mud, and not for the reason you would think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll just wrap up there, Chris. Any final thoughts? Um, uh, no, it's uh, it's very it's very good to be back. Um, hopefully, um, this brings some uh, some extra joy uh, to your week on listening. 
Yeah, it has. Like genuinely, people people over the summer have been like coming up and asking when's the pod back and can we have the pod over the Euros and can we do transfer specials and all this. But we are. We're, have we? Yeah, right. yeah, and all it's right. one of those with transfer specials. Mm. Uh, I can't be bothered talking about who's going the championship and stuff. And it's a bit of Darmesh and Cava, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and then the, you know what the Euros like. There was for three weeks. There was four games every day. We weren't keeping up with that. <laughs> But but genuinely, it's been it's been great. Everyone that's brought it up to me, and there, there's been people downloading and catching up over the summer. So we're we're eternally grateful to these people. Uh, just want to ask a, math, a big favor of everyone because it is week one. Uh, if, oh yes, just to get the word out that we're back and stuff. If everyone listening to this could sort of like share it with like even yeah, it's shared even with like one person, it would just help us out massively. Like hmm. I would love to like try and calculate here what the pods R number is. <laughs> you know, I I would love a pod like R number between like one point one and one point four. Oh, so, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. So I would. So I, I, I was gonna say for pod marketing, let's just like start trading out, get the R up. But yeah. I, I don't know if that'll like like how much that could backfire on us. Uh, um, I I'd say uh, Professor Witty probably wouldn't be very happy with us. Well. Yeah, you probably wouldn't, but again, uh, pandemic's over. Uh, but and after that, just uh, again, thanks to everyone who joined the Pods Fantasy League. If anyone wants to join still, oh. you can probably probably still join. I have to say, you're, you're going to have to be good to win that league. Yeah, uh, yeah. Serious amount of names in that league. <laughs> so the code and link are definitely up on the Pods Facebook. I think they're in my yeah. Instagram bio and the Pods Instagram bio as well. It's very easy to join. Uh, but as Chris says, you're going to have to be very good to win it because uh, I absolutely hate all these people at the top of the league who have books Fernandez and Salah already in their teams. It's the, it's the only one. The only one. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah. And Chris, not to put the pressure on you, uh, I've not started out great, so uh, just to save a bit of face for the pod, I'm going to need you to put on a shift here. Well, 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 I, well I'm currently sitting 22nd, so uh, so we can go from there. No, no, I, uh, are you? I, I just thought I was looking out of here and you were joined fourth. Oh, am I? Oh, it's <laughs> off, 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 updates. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. good ba- back in the game. Track. Yeah, you're nine. Point, <laughs> you're nine points off the lead. I'm about fifty something. So if you can please keep track of that, just to, just to save the pod. And yeah, you, uh, absolutely. And yeah, whoever we'll, 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 we'll try and sort something out for the winner. Oh, I will get. Yeah, we we'll get get some get some sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a mug or something. But uh, but again, great. Thanks to everyone who did join up because we yeah. thought I'd probably be myself, Chris, and eight other people. But people yeah. have genuinely joined, and it's fantastic so just thanks for everything uh we'll be back next week there there is premier league we're not doing some dumb are we next week then chris there there are games and i, th- I think i think there are i think what's good for for everybody involved is that you know there's a bit more space in between the games compared to last year so, oh, um, thank yeah. goodness honestly see if that premier league gets that nonsense like games on a monday tuesday and a wednesday <laughs> not, none of that yeah, I, none i'm of walking that. away from this <laughs> yeah none of that yeah <laughs> so but anyway thanks again thanks to you chris enjoy the rest yeah. of your week and we'll see everyone next week thanks very much Bye.